Hey, everybody, it is Drags Mike Petralia back with this week's episode of the Jungle Roar podcast, powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, the exclusive online wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Back with me today to discuss on a very short week a critical Bengals game in Baltimore this Thursday night is none other than Bengals.com chief staff writer, Jeff Hobson. And let me tell you right up front, Butch, I appreciate all of the effort that you have put forth in the last 15 minutes to get us on the air together. That's, uh, Trags, that's my bad. I uh, Now I know what it was like to get Apollo 13 back. It so, certainly uh, felt like that. Uh, this was mission control between the two of us, and uh, we were operating in the dark, but we got you not only uh, sounding loud and clear, but looking crystal clear so okay. uh, i appreciate that and by the way uh props on the hat that is just an old school uh very much a great tribute to the one and only ken riley finally uh in his deserving place in canton ohio posthumously albeit uh yeah. as a member of the pro football hall of fame i'm glad his son uh could celebrate it just you still look back on that day as a very fond moment this past yeah, it's August. one of the top. It's it's probably one of my top three days in a business. I'd have to feel going through the process. I mean, you know, I talked to Kenny about it a week before he passed about getting him into the hall, and it had been something we've been talking about for you know probably twenty years. So uh, for him not to be there was was really tough. But to see Kenny and Barbara, his wife, and Kenny, his son, and his family. Right. To see them up there with the uh, with the bust, chills, chills. No question. And uh, let me ask you this. The next most deserving member that is going to Canton is, in your opinion? The, well, the last name is Anderson. <laughs> whether it's Ken or whether it's Ken or Willie, uh, I, you know, uh, Kenny's waited the longest. Uh, you know, uh, Willie's the most dominant right tackle of his era. He's been waiting to. But, you know, that also doesn't take away from guys like Corey Dillon, Chad Johnson, Isaac Curtis, Tim Crumry, you know, other guys, you know, that should be mentioned. I would agree with that. Uh, let's move on to the present day Bengals. And they are facing a very critical game because of what I think was a very disappointing uh, yeah. performance on Sunday afternoon. I didn't see it coming. I thought the Bengals would take care of business. Uh, against the Houston Texans. And after that first drive, Butch, uh, when they go 75 yards uh, in, I believe it was 10 plays, march right down the field, a beautiful burrow to Trenton Irwin pass uh, over the cornerback uh, right before the safety came over to help. Uh, I'm thinking to myself, well, that's a good start. And that yep. looks like the Bengals uh, were going to go out and take care of business. And then their offense just went completely dormant. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Trags, this game coming up in Baltimore. Thursday night, uh, I think the Ravens have blown all three games in the fourth quarter, I think. Yep. And before before Sunday, the Bengals were probably the best team at closing out games, you know. So it's kind of an interesting, you know, and even, you know, okay, what are they now? They're 21-1 and one when they score first. So, uh, you know, it's kind of an interesting contrast going in there about finishing and closing games. There was a ridiculous stat, and I don't know if you saw this, uh, the Bengals, when they lead going into the second quarter, yeah. did you see that? 
I saw that. Wasn't that 20 and 0 or something? Or I, think 21 it was 20, and 0 or? I think it was either 20 and 0 or 21 and 0. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's just a remarkable number. And, and yeah. really, it doesn't mean much because games, as we saw on Monday night in Buffalo, for goodness yeah. sakes, games have their ebbs and flows. And yeah. just as a quick aside for Bengal fans licking their wounds uh, after watching what happened on Sunday in, in uh, Cincinnati at Paycor Stadium. Imagine being a Buffalo Bills fan right about now and watching your quarterback, Josh Allen. And yes, he's playing through some shoulder issues. Right. It could be a very serious shoulder issue. We really don't know. But Josh Allen does not look right. And right. Uh, yeah. to put up just the, whatever it was, 22 points, I believe, against uh, the Denver Broncos, who in week two gave up 70 to yeah. uh, Buffalo's division rival down in Miami. Uh, you do wonder what's going on in Buffalo, right? Yeah, tra Trax, did he throw it on that last drive? I think it was all runs. No, it was all runs. That's a great <laughs> yeah. point, Butch. Yeah, it yeah. was definitely all yeah. runs. Yeah. I mean, that's a uh, – boy, I tell you what. Who uh, – do does somebody not get fired today in Buffalo? Well, I, I don't mean – I don't know whether it's going to be a quality control assistant or the guy who holds towels or the special teams coach, but I got to believe some – Ken some Dorsey poor guy, is, some, some poor person's going to pay. Some poor person's going to pay for what happened. The offensive coordinator in Buffalo, Ken Dorsey, correct, is uh, has been somebody who has been under scrutiny. Uh, I yeah. think ever since the Bengals playoff loss last year at home and maybe really in yeah. all honesty before that. But it's just important, I think, for Bengal fans to realize that it's hard to win in the National Football yeah. League. And that sounds like the worst Coach's cliche you could come up with okay. after a game like uh, the Bengals played on Sunday. They really laid an egg on both sides of the ball. Um, but getting back to the Bengals and that game on Sunday, what I'm going to ask you the same question we asked Zach Taylor uh, and Brian Callahan on Monday afternoon. What do the Bengals have to do to avoid these lulls when they go into uh, situations where they're punting the ball five straight drives? You know, first down, uh, uh, Dave Lapham talks about this all the time when he's broadcasting the games is during that winning streak, they were gold on first down, you know, making making uh, making a lot of uh, a headway, you know, six, seven, eight yards. So right. they barely ever got the third down, you know, and third down is kind of a crapshoot anyway. Uh, they know you're going to pass. They're in nickel. Uh, they're in nickel. You're in spread. You know, so it's kind of a, you know, a battle of wills there. You don't want to get the third down almost. And it's uh, it seems like every every time they do get into these things, you know, and it's a you know, and it and it always seems to be uh, they set that tone early. Like, what if Burrow gets sacked in San Francisco, you know, on that unbelievable Houdini play yes, that throw to on the first Higgins. drive? Yes, you know, the, the people will be, will be watching that fifty years from now. Bengals fans, I was there. They'll say, no, it was in San Francisco. But anyway, uh, the hell. But you know, what if that doesn't happen? Are those one of the lulls? You know, it, 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 they always seem like, you know, when Zach says, well, you know, I, I didn't get him in a rhythm. You know, I think what he's saying is we didn't get the second, you know, we didn't get that, 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 uh, the next first down, you know, and, uh, you know, to me, it's, uh, and, you know, they're, they're, uh, some of it too. And this is no excuse, obviously, because everybody's playing hurt. But, you know, I thought, I thought Brian said an interesting thing yesterday, you know, they didn't know about Jamar, and since they didn't know about Jamar, they didn't really have their entire playbook handy, and I'm sure that hurt him. And obviously, not having Higgins, 
prepared him too. You know, yeah, so, there's no question. And and look, all due respect to Tanner Hudson. Love the yeah, guy. Love yeah. the way he's played hard for the Bengals. And really, you weren't thrilled, you weren't thrilled with that third and two, were you? Tracks? So you were sitting behind me or in the um, neighborhood of me when I when that ball was tossed down to Tanner Hudson. And we asked, or actually unsolicited, Brian Callahan spoke about that play on third and two. Yeah. What I thought was a fairly low percentage play to a yeah. guy that doesn't catch a lot of balls yeah. and certainly isn't targeted a lot. I'm like, what is yeah. going into that play call? Yeah. And the way Callahan explained it to me when, when I asked that was it was a, you know, a type of a pick play where we set it up in man coverage to get Hudson open. And we thought we had the play um, set up the way we wanted it. And he just didn't get both feet down. And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, well, don't you want a five-yard stick route somewhere? Uh, and granted, Houston's playing very good man defense in that game. Yeah. But somebody's got to win a battle uh, five yards downfield. God knows they threw enough passes between the line of scrimmage and 10 yards on yeah. Sunday and no further downfield, which is we'll get to that in a minute. But somebody's got to win a one-on-one -on -one battle, Butch, I think, in that particular situation. And if uh, you're Joe Burrow, you just need to move the sticks. To me, that fade on the sideline to Tanner Hudson was kind of indicative of why the, the offense was so askew and, and really out of sorts on Sunday. Hey, football fans, score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets. That's $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than now to get in on all the action. And the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options including spreads, player props, over/unders, and much more. So visit fanduel.com/boston and get in on all of the fun action this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 and present in Massachusetts, hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager is required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit is required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. I just think they rely so much on Burrow. You know, they know, I mean, probably no other quarterback could make it make that play that close you know and i think they just have this this tremendous and, and and with every reason they should have that confidence in burrow and uh you know you 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 uh i just think sunday's an example where this the the league is so tight i mean i i uh, tracks i just don't remember the league being this this even what was it it was just sunday they set a record right five games decided at the gun on right. a field goal i was looking at it uh stat master uh uh Jay Morrison, the stat masterson of the uh, Bengals media crew, uh, get, had a stat, gave me a stat uh, last night. You know, Thursday night games now, the 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 home team actually has a losing record. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. 
That to me. is stunning. Because in years past, you know, going back to 2000, it's they were they were like 600, 650, 700. To me, it just shows how that stat, the play to Hudson, just shows how even this league is. You know, uh, you live by Burrow, you die by Burrow. You live by Pratt getting turnovers. You live by Pratt not being able to rip uh, Noah Brown. Uh, you know, it's just. And, and you know, by the way, on that play, I, I, I digress here, but on that play, if Nick Scott and Jermaine Pratt bring down Noah Brown yeah. at the initial point of contact and allow him whatever it would have been an 11 yard gain, something like that, right. 12 yard gain, that field goal would have been no good because. As you saw from Matt Amendola, the ball was starting to fade towards the right yep. up upright. Yeah. If you're, let's say, another 15 yards or 12 yards back like he should have been, that yeah. field goal would have been no good, and they would have gone to overtime. If and butts candy, and that's well, I mean, it would be Christmas. But that's... I mean, I don't what it would have been a 51 yarder, and the kid had never made a 50 yarder in an NFL game. So that's right. You got you to take those odds, right? So yeah, I mean, you know, uh, but they'll. Uh, you know, and then and then it will turn. You know, I, to me, this thing is cyclical, and the, the league is so even. Honestly, I think it just comes down to, just look at the Baltimore. The last two years, the Bengals have uh, won the division without Lamar Jackson being healthy. Now they go to Baltimore. Lamar's healthy, and they don't. And the Bengals don't have their two best edge rushers. You know, it's almost cyclical. It's almost like uh, what goes around comes around. Okay, let's get to that. I actually think, and I've floated this uh, in the media room uh, on Monday, I'm not saying you don't want Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard healthy and playing. Of course you do. But in one way, the Bengals not pressuring and getting after Lamar Jackson and letting him sit in the pocket, to me, is not the worst thing in the world. Because if you're going to beat Lamar Jackson – I think you, what you got to do is play better secondary coverage than you did on Sunday and let Lamar Jackson try to beat you from the pocket. That over time has been the one way um, teams have been able to address Lamar Jackson, keep him from running downfield at five, 10, 15 yard clips and, you know, breaking plays down. And to me, that's the way you got to go against Lamar Jackson. So I think in one way it could help them. Yeah, I think, you know, it's an interesting point, Trags. It's a good point. I think what Lou calls it the mush rush, right, where uh, you make sure he doesn't, you know, you keep him in the pocket. You really don't rush, you know. You just make sure he doesn't get out. Yep. And, uh, of course, he's also what? He's also completing 70% of his passes, too, which is well, I think he's kind of upgraded. But I think you do have to. The other you know, thing you, you do. Take, you got to take that, you know, you got to take, you know, he's going to kill you with the legs. He might kill you with his arm. So. I think you have to take his legs away. Well, and there are other ways to uh, apply pressure on the quarterback from just uh, instead of just relying on the edge. You can bring blitzes up the middle. You can stunt. You can really ask for B.J. Hill and D.J. Reader to get after Lamar and, you know, break down the offensive line in the middle of the line, uh, almost like an inverted umbrella, if you will, where you have to collapse the middle of the umbrella first and keep the edge of the umbrella steady. That's, to me, the best way to get after Lamar, but we'll wait and see. Well, I mean, you know, they'll have to deal with Andrews, too, and they've always done a nice job with the Ravens' Pro Bowl tight end. But, uh, you know, Schultz really hurt him. I thought uh, I thought Schultz really hurt him uh, 
uh, with some big plays for for the Texans. So they'll have to they'll you know they'll have to deal with that. I mean the thing the bottom line is these guys and from Mike Hilton to Camdale to Britt to, to Nick Scott they'll tell you you know we got to uh, we got to cover better. So it'll be interesting. Uh, I think those guys I think they'll play well because okay. I think they'll they'll I, I think they'll play well because you know it it's that uh, a feeling still there. It was just uh, 48 hours ago. Well, that's just it. Uh, and w- w- let's move on to that now. And that is, Butch, that this Bengal team has to lick its wounds quickly. They're banged up. They've got four key players who were listed on the projected injury report on Monday because the Bengals did not practice on Monday. They practiced today, tonight, Tuesday. Um, you've got Andre Yosivash. Um, he has got is nursing a knee injury. Uh, sustained on Sunday. You've got the three H guys. You've got Hendrickson, Hubbard, and Higgins all dealing with various injuries. Ankle ankle injury for uh, Hubbard, of course. The knee injury that we saw, hyperextended knee from Trey Hendrickson on the last play of the game Sunday. And uh, obviously, uh, you have the uh, hamstring injury for T. Higgins. What are your hopes or thoughts that any one of those four gets on the field on uh, Thursday night. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess, you know, you're hoping Hubbard because he took the, you know, he didn't play Sunday, I guess. But, you know, it, this reminds me of when Baltimore was beat up uh, the last two games uh, the Bengals played them last year in the, in the final regular season game. Remember, they didn't even have their backup quarterback in that final regular season game. And then in the wild card game, they were also beat up. They did get their backup quarterback back, but they were beat up all the way down the roster. And they gave the Bengals games, you know, they gave them the Bengals, uh, uh, they gave everything they had, you know, and they nearly pulled out the wild card there at the, you know, at the end. I mean, they played it close. So I, I expect that even though the Bengals are, are reduced roster wise, uh, they've still got number nine and uh, you know, they've, uh, they've still got, they've still got number 28 and you know, they've got everybody back that they've got their back seven healthy. So I, I, you know, I think there's enough uh, tools down there that you'll see a uh, probably see a last probably see a last snap game. I I think uh, Butch that Sunday was an anomaly. Uh, certainly when it comes to the explosive plays, I don't think we've seen a Lou Anarumo coach defense give up that many explosive plays, plays of over twenty yards, twenty yards or more, seventeen of them. That is yeah. tied for the fourth most since two thousand in the NFL. Right. Um, the cornerbacks were allowing Noah Brown and everybody else to run free uh, deep down the the field because apparently they thought when C.J. Stroud was out of the uh, pocket, uh, he wasn't as much of a threat to throw downfield. And Mike Hilton told me after the game, we should have been thinking, or all of us should be thinking, no, he's more of a threat to throw the ball downfield because he's not looking to run. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I don't know. I I, I think I... uh... It felt like to me that they wanted uh, Stroud to sit back there, and uh, at least as the way you know Cam Taylor Britt kind of said, I think they thought they were gonna see if he could make the good decisions in the zone, and he did. And they switched up the man, and they thought they had pretty good success against uh, when when they when they played him when they played him man. And I think it's a good man team, you know. I mean, I think I thought DJ Turner had a had a big play at the end of the game at at, at, at late in the game yes. to get the ball back. Correct. On you know, third he, down. That's right. He's a good man cover. Uh, you know, um, 
Hilton, Hilton can cover man, you know, Taylor Britt, these guys, uh, that's, that's why they drafted them. They can play man. They can match up. I think a is, uh, you know, he's not playing as much. I think the, he's still coming back from his knee, but we've seen what he can do. You know, he's, he was their best cover corner before his, uh, he, he tore his ACL. So, I mean, I think, you know, these guys have been through the wars. They're really good. I, you know, I just think I sense that the secondary will, uh, they won't let that happen again. You know, it's just too many. You know, like Hilton said this too. He said we get too many. He said we get too many good players for that to happen. Yeah, and I think that is something that uh, the Bengals are going to rely on on Thursday night. Uh, I think the defense is going to be better, and Baltimore certainly is capable with Lamar Jackson as the quarterback of throwing the ball downfield and having explosive plays with Mark Andrews and certainly um, Odell Beckham. And by the way a player that I covered toward the end of my time in Boston, Zay Flowers is the yeah. real deal. And yeah. he is somebody that, right. you know, he had a decent game against the Bengals the first time around in week number two. They got to keep an eye on him on Thursday as well. You know what? But it's it's the thing you got to do with Baltimore. You can't get behind him and you can't, get, you can't let him run the ball. It's still a John Harbaugh team. There's a new offensive coordinator, but it's still a John Harbaugh team. And he wants to deflate the game he wants to deflate the clock he wants to shorten the game he wants to pound you and if you look at the other three teams in this division uh they've all got great running games you know and to me this is what separated the Bengals in 2021 when they went out and and they and they, and they capped off that defense they were stingy against the run that's what had hampered them uh in the last years of Marvin Lewis and in the first years of Zach Taylor they could not stop the run and that has raised, you know, to me, that that's, whether you stop the run is going to dictate how you're going to play defense, particularly in an AFC North game. And, you know, we've seen it raise its head a little bit the last couple of, you know, we saw it in uh, October with Derrick Henry kind of had a big day. And Devin Singletary had a, a, a you it know, the only like guy who had Payton, a better day against I... the Luana Rumo defense was J.K. Dobbins. So, you know, I think they got to get back to their roots. Their roots are stopping the run. Okay, uh, I'm going to bring up this one play and see, ask you really quick if if uh, you saw the film of this when you watched the game back. Devin Singletary's um, touchdown run off to the right side, yeah. six yards. There was a lot about that play that concerned me. The linebackers were slow to read the play because Wilson and Pratt were both on the field and they got kind of wrong-footed. They read it wrong. Miles Murphy could not shed a block from a wide receiver. And the gap on the outside, it, he could have driven a, a, a Mack truck through it. And Singletary went into the end zone untouched from whatever it was, six or seven yards out. That is, to me, a play, if I were Luana Rumo, I would show the defense over and over and over again about things that we cannot do. You agree? Yeah, I think, you know, like I say, it's uh, if, if the run, to me, the, the run dictates everything because it dictates the clock. And, you know, I think any team that's playing the Bengals is saying we want to keep Burrow off the field, you know. So, I mean, that's that's going to be, I think, to me, that's to be any team's game plan is, you know, we're going to we're going to uh, control the clock any way we can. And I, you know, like I say, I, you know, also uh, Sam Hubbard's the best run defender in the league from yep. the edge position. Yep. Right. I think that was a factor. Certainly. Too. When you lose, I mean, when you lose a guy like that, I mean, that's a uh, that's obviously going to show up. And I think they've, uh, you know, the guys they've got there, I think, are, are, are good players. Murphy's a good player. 
I, I, I agree. And, he, and yeah, not to interrupt you, but yeah, he, I mean, he's in his 10th game, right? So he's in his 10th game and he's been steadily improving in yeah. terms of the people I've talked with. They've yeah. seen really good growth uh, from yeah. Murphy from week, you know, from training camp early yeah. part of the season to now. And that's why that kind of surprised me so much yeah. is that he got kind of wrong footed. He didn't, you know, shed the, the wide receiver blocker. Uh, it's just not something you would expect at this point of the year from, you know, a first round pick. Well, I think I, I, you know, I think it's, uh, it's probably the first time he's been in that situation. Right. I mean, because of the, because of the Hubbard situation. So I think he'll live and learn, you know, and I think that's part of the, you know, you know, thank God they don't have, you know, thank God he doesn't have to go in there and play, you know, like a lot of teams are playing miles Murphy, you know, they're playing him 70 plays. As a rookie, I think they're, you know, they get, he's got the benefit, Murphy has the benefit of learning behind Hubbard and Hendrickson. And so, um, you know, I think that's a, uh, that in the end is going to benefit him sitting and watching and he'll, he'll, he'll learn from that play. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, you're right from one, you know, all reports are on Murphy. He's headed in the, he's headed the right way. And, uh, you know, and I, and I think Lou talks about this too, is, you know, you have to make mistakes to get better. You know, that's what guys do. Yep. I, I I'll buy that. If the Bengals don't have Trey Hendrickson, we 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 are assuming here on Tuesday before a Thursday night game, it's very unlikely. And and uh, according to multiple national reports, Hendrickson will miss at least this Thursday and maybe uh, the week after against the Pittsburgh Steelers. What do they do if they don't have Trey Hendrickson? I think it's uh, all hands on deck. It's Osai. It's Sample. It's Murphy. Um, you know. The tackles are uh, the tackles are probably playing more, a little bit more BJ Hill on the outside, right? I mean, it's uh, probably more blitzing. Yeah, that's actually but, a know, great point, Butch. Yeah, and I think Hill's, shown before he can get creative, and he probably have to get a little bit more creative uh, than he maybe even would like in this particular situation. But and look, we know, Butch. We've been around the sport long enough. Every team deals with injuries. Yeah. It's just that when you combine the the injuries of mid to late November with a, the short week, which I still hate in the NFL. I just, I think the idea of giving these guys just three weeks to recover an NFL game competition is, is ridiculous, but every team has got to deal with it at least once a year. So um, yeah, there's no way, but there's no way a division game to be on a Thursday night. Uh, I mean, there's no way. I mean, it's just, it's just too important. And, uh, and, and, uh, you know, but I, I, you know, look at what ball, I mean, Baltimore was riddled last year and, uh, and they played well and they played well against the Bengals. And I, I fully expect that, uh, Thursday to be, it's still going to be a premium game. So we both wrote this for Tuesday today, you on Bengals.com, me on CLNSCincy.com. This feels like playoff football in November, quoting Brian Callahan from Monday. And uh, I think the Bengals are going to come out. Not that they needed to lose on Sunday for this to to be an urgent game, but I think they're going to play with a great deal of urgency, knowing that if they really want to make a run at a third straight AFC North division title, they got to win Thursday night. Yeah, I think it will be. I, I won't say they'll play desperate, but, uh, you know, We've seen this team before in November, you know, two years ago, they went to Vegas, uh, two, five and four teams who was ever going to win was going to survive and who was ever going to lose 
Although the Vegas did end up making the playoffs, though. But you know, uh, yeah, you know, they went through the ten game winning streak last year. They were remember they were down seventeen three to Brady. Uh, you know, they they won a tough game up in the England in the cold. You know, uh, they came within a hair. You know, they came within a hair of going back to the Super Bowl. I mean, these guys have. These guys have been there, and it means a lot to them. And I, I just think that, uh, but we've never seen them in this situation. Short week against an AFC North leader will be really, uh, you know. I'm fascinated uh, to see how they come out Thursday. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's no doubt in my mind that they'll come out. Uh, I kind of, I think they'll come out like they came out in uh, Kansas City last year when they really met, you know, in the title game when they just matched them. But they really matched that intensity and uh, broke out fast. So I, you know, it's in their DNA. It's 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 a it's a Burrow team, and you know that's how Burrow's coming out. You know he's seething, and uh, you know I I I see him. You know he's obviously the uh, he's not only the face of the team. You know he's the uh, he's the soul of the team. If Mixon is the heart of the team, you know Burrow's the soul of the team, and I think that. Uh, they, that's what they used to say about the Joe DiMaggio Yankees. Uh, so go the Yankees, so goes DiMaggio. So, yeah, I think it's the same with the Bengals. And Bob. I do too. And I and I'm and I have some optimism just based on what you've just said that the Bengals have uh, demonstrated in multiple situations over the last two years that they respond to pressure. And yeah. this is another high pressure situation in prime time by the way you mentioned jay morrison earlier he had the stat and, and it's remarkable and the bengals certainly would like to snap this they have lost 14 consecutive road primetime games let me say this their last win yep. was against an andy reed eagles team yep i remember the game yep four days after they lost a last snap field goal game Dallas at home to Dallas. I remember the game. 20 to 19, I right. believe was the score. Tony Romo. Tony Romo. I remember yep. that. Romo marched him right down the field and uh, they kicked the game-winning field goal. That was a gut-punching loss at home and four days later, like you said, they responded on the road at Philly, but this is a division game and a team that is much better than that. I believe that was 2012. What was it? 20... That was Andy Reid's last Eagles team, so it couldn't have been good. <laughs> no, twenty. <laughs> I think it was twenty twelve. But anyway, yeah, I think it was. Yes, that was the that and that was the that Dallas loss was an only loss in that stretch of uh, the last eight games. They won seven of their last eight to make the wild card. Yeah, that was a that was a ten and six wild card team, I believe. That was the uh, yeah that was the Gito Atkins game in Pittsburgh on December twenty second. Oh. That's a great memory. See, but, but I don't know where my key, I, but I don't know where my car keys are, Frags. So uh, we're going to let you search for your car keys <laughs> yeah. so you can get down to Paycor and cover what is uh, a Wednesday on a Tuesday as we get yeah. ready for Thursday night football. But you're the best. I appreciate yeah. you coming on on short notice. I appreciate you working out all of the technical glitches and, and, um, goblins and gremlins uh in the system and we got you on so thank you i appreciate you for your patience clearly you're a cincinnati guy who worked in new england 
Because if yes. you were a New England guy who worked in Cincinnati, you wouldn't have had the patience that you had. <laughs> Don't call me Job. Just call me Trags. You know what Trags, I mean? Trags, you're the best. You're the best, Trags. All right, the Bush. He is the nicest man in journalism. I don't know about that, but he is Jeff Hobson. You can follow all of his tremendous work on Bengals.com. Please do that. Uh, he also helps out the uh, breakdown crew on um, Bengals.com with Dan Horde and Dave Lapham. Correct? They are the they're they're the great they're the best. They're like they are this the modern day answer to Gil Santos and Gino Capaletti. They are. They are indeed, and that is a Patriots reference for anybody. Uh, who ever wanted to listen to two great football broadcasters before Dan Horton, Dave Lapham, that would be Gil and Gino, uh, WBZ for many, many years covering the New England Patriots. All right, we got to move on here. He is Jeff Hobson of Bengals.com. My name is Trags. Mike Petralia, I want to thank you for downloading and watching and or listening to this episode of the Jungle Roar podcast, powered as always by FanDuel Sportsbook, the exclusive online wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Until next week, keep that jungle roaring.